0: 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. If you think you are standing firm, you had better be careful that you do not fall. It says, If you think you are standing firm, you had better be careful that you do not fall. I'm actually reading from Good News Translation. Now, I've been thinking about this scripture for a long time now. And a lot of things actually come to my mind. There are different scenarios where the scripture has come to my mind. You know, different times where I've had to remind myself of this particular scripture. A particular one comes to my mind, um, I was having a talk with one of my friends. And he was talking about different pastors, different, you know, different men of God. And he said something very interesting. And he was calling this one, this is a fake pastor. This said, a pastor, I don't really understand what he's doing. You know, This one, there's a way he's living his life that I'm not sure about. And this scripture came into my mind, you know. Because a lot of times, even myself subconsciously, I've done it as well. I'll come online and I'm seeing someone doing something that I really do not agree with. And it's a Christian, you know. I'm not talking about someone in the world now. I'm basically and primarily talking about people in the body of Christ. And I'm very good to say, oh, this is ridiculous. A man of God with such high standards should not be doing this. You've heard that a lot, a lot of times. I even heard one of my very good friends say that if someone like that is your mentor, that how can you let someone like that be your mentor that you're meant to look for someone else you know, and it's you know, it became very scary for me because I now asked myself a question. I said, if God should count all my sins against me, I know for a fact <laughs> that I would not make the mark. I wouldn't be one of. I won't be. I wouldn't be amongst the people I. I would even say is called to serve. You know, probably just go into oblivion and not sing any song in church, not talk about anything else. Because I'm sure as a believer, some of us have done things we're not proud of, right? We've lived lives that if someone wants to catch us or to see what we're doing behind closed doors sometimes, a lot of us will not stand up to the mark. Now I'm not saying that people have not been blameless before. You know, without spots and blemish. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is, so many times, it might look like, because of how far we've gone with God, there might be a level of pride that comes with it. Or, we tend to look at people falling. And instead of taking caution, taking heed, you know, it, it, it calls back for sober reflections. You know, sober reflections where you're able to look back at yourself and see what am I doing wrong that can make me fall that i know this brother and after all he did he still fell do you understand how can i keep myself up but that's not the path that some christians take the path that some christians take is the path of instant judgments you know just like my friend i was saying you know oh i think he's a fake pastor did you hear what he did and i was even thinking to myself If everyone's life had like a ceiling where we could just peek into and see, you know, just put your head on top and see what they're doing in their house, how many of us would stand upright? Now, this is not before God because God has forgiven us our sins, right? But let's talk about us about we in the body of Christ, we ourselves. If we are able to Looking through the window to everyone's life, you know how. What are we going to find? What are what are we actually going to find? You know, and if we have to look into our past, sometimes even the things people are even accusing people of, other pastors or maybe people that fell might have been something that they, they did in the past that they've reconciled with. You know, they've done restitution and all that, but people still bring it back. Or let's say there was a pastor that maybe at one point in his life he stole church money, and it was not under the rug. The pastors in the church, the disciplinary committee—what should I say? If there is any in the church like that—called him and disciplined him. And somebody hears something like that five years later, and they come and they say, "Do you know that pastor stole money from church at some point?" He's been forgiven. He's been forgiven. Really. But you see, but you see, we decide to hold people hostage to their own sins and not hold ourselves as accountable as we hold others. And that's and that in itself is a problem. Because we think we are standing so steadfast and that we cannot fall. So automatically when we see someone that has done something wrong. It becomes a reason for us to talk about. I have even seen, you know, I like, I, like, I, like I mentioned earlier on. One of my friends said, "Oh, he cannot be my mentor," and I said, and I said to myself, "The problem is, is where we put people. Where we put men of God, where we put believers, we put them so high above Jesus. So anytime they come down below the level of Jesus, ah." They are not worthy to be on the earth. They are not worthy to even be leaders. We call for them to be, to be stripped, stripped of their title. You know, leave the pulpit. Do this one. Do that one. Come down, so someone else that is holy can ascend. No, no, no. I believe the disposition that we should have towards things like this, in the body of Christ, is to be willing to accept people. How they are. As they are changed. As they are changing. Right? If somebody falls, give him a chance to stand up. Do not think he's going to stay there forever. Do not think that because he has fallen, he's always going to remain in that fallen state. There are so many people that have been redeemed, forgiven, freed, delivered. That someone else in the church is still holding them hostage to what they did in the past. I think I heard a story, and I can't paraphrase this or you know, say it how, exactly how I heard, heard about it. But there was a cultist that came into church, and then something happened, and the way the pastor from the pulpit was talking about him, he left the church, and he never came back. It's because we think we are standing so firm in God that anyone knows that that's not as strong as, as we are. We are allowed to bring them down. Who made us God. There's a word I always say. Some people live their lives like they have God's number. Like they don't really want to have God's number. Imagine, imagine being a custodian to God's phone number. Like, let's say you're the one that, that, that actually holds the phone. When someone rings God, you, you, you actually pick the call up and say he's not around and you cut the line. That's how some people act. It's kind of like you can never be forgiven. You see, you actually cheated on your wife. You can never be forgiven. You stole money from the bank, from the church, from the offering baskets. You can never be forgiven. You see that sin? God will always hold it against you. Or is it the ones that will look at someone and say, you're not good enough? Not in words, but in action. They look at people and automatically they disqualify them based off how they think they are. Take heed lest you yourself will fall. It's because we think we are standing so upright, we think that we are too good, too good, and we hold the Bible and we hold we know everything about God, so no one else is allowed to access the knowledge we have of God. So when next you stand and you see people falling or you see someone that you think is not up to par in their Christian life, they're still struggling, show mercy and show grace. Show mercy and show grace. Because you're not standing on your own accord. You're not. You're not. The very same thing you're preaching about might become your worst nightmare. Tomorrow, have you seen someone that is bashing the the prostitute that just came to church of being a serial um, for Nikito and then they're stealing money from the offering basket themselves? These are all the things that we see in church. Before you start judging somebody, think about how God sees them first of all. The biggest thing for me was when I said to myself, I said, I cannot be against God or I cannot walk against the work that God is doing in your life. So whenever someone does something to me and I'm so upset, I think about that, the fact that God loves them and I'm not able to hold them with pain in my heart I'm not able to judge them the way I would want to judge them. You know, sometimes when you see some people just do some kind of things, you want to just say, ah, but why are they like this? But why are they like this? Are we not all meant to stand holy before God? Why do we have to answer to men as well? I'm not saying we're meant to live lives that are not worthy to be related by Christians. No. But if God has forgiven us, why do we hold someone else hostage or ransom? It's just not fair. And it's not what we stand for as believers. It's not. You expect your church to be full of new people. But you can't help but remember their past. So which means you only want God to bring a specific kind of people to your church. And then you'll be happy. Oh, there are no cheaters in the house. No. There's no one that backbites in the house. God, bring them in. Or bring the ones that have good morals. Those are the ones you're able to cater to. God help us. God help us. God help us to see people, how he sees them. And for us, this scripture is not about people. This scripture is about us. It's, it's, it's a self-evaluation scripture. Evaluate yourself and see where you lack and try to make sure you stand properly. Take heed so you do not fall. Be very careful. Be very careful. I just want to read, to read 13. It says, I'll start from 12 again. It says, If you think you are standing firm, you had better be careful that you do not fall. Every test that you have experienced is the kind that normally comes to people. But God keeps His promise. And he will not allow you to be tested beyond your power to remain firm. At the time you are put to test, he will give you the strength to endure it and to provide you with the way out. That's amazing. That's amazing. So even with the strength that God has given you to overcome your trials and tribulations, don't you think God will give it to someone else that is struggling so after God has given you the ability to overcome it, why can't you trust God to do the same thing you have spoken about your life for the next person? We need to apply more love and grace in the church, and the body of Christ. More love, more grace in the body of Christ within ourselves that as God is able to make me and keep me from falling, he said, if I think I stand, I should take heed, lest I fall. But God will give me the power and the strength to handle that that which wants to make me fall. So therefore, in that same grace that God has given to me to keep me from falling, I need to apply that same grace to my brother outside. To keep him from falling. God help us as we uphold each other. As we lift to one another up in the light of His grace. My name is Stanley Kihari, and you've been listening to Lucidot Podcasts. Thank you so much, and God bless you.